Welcome to the Home Care Network podcast. In our podcast, we're bringing various guests discussing relative business matters that's concerning the operations of your home care business. Our guests will include fellow business owners, home care and healthcare specialists, service providers, and a wider range of business mentors and coaches. Be free to share the podcast within your network and to scroll through our channel for more content that is relative to you. Join us. We are networking today as we build for your tomorrow. Good evening to all of our viewers this evening. It's a great day here in Conway, South Carolina, and I'm back with you again. And today we are joined by a dear friend and professional, John Buck from Washington, D.C., who is our president of the National Institute for Home Care Accreditation, what we actually term it as, as NECA. John is with us and he is here to share with us about home care quality, the importance of accreditation. Why should you look to have your agency accredited? John, welcome. Well, thank you for having me. You are more than welcome, my dear. So, John, I'm going to open up by just asking you just to share with us, you know, the National Institute for Home Care Accreditation, also commonly known as NECA, is an organization that you have formed. Tell us about your purpose. Tell us about the history, your ideology of accreditation and why you are here today in embracing the home care, um, home care quality for all of our home care agencies. OK, thank you. Well, First of all, I spent uh, over 35 years in home care as an owner and as a, a executive leader uh, in several different uh, home care organizations. So home care is near and dear to me, even even though I retired. <laughs> um, yeah. <laughs> How did that go for you? <laughs> uh, well, yeah, you can see I'm here. <laughs> um, one. Uh, one of the unique things about my experience is that virtually every organization I was with was accredited. And while that sounds um, kind of uh, uh, onerous, it really does help you understand how to operate your business uh, in, in a very accountable, uh, competent way, because the standards of quality are, are very easy to put into your business and are and make a lot of sense once you understand why they exist right. and uh, and that kind of thing. Right. Uh, I'm a, so obviously I'm a firm believer in uh, accreditation. I think that there's a great deal of benefit to being accredited in the marketplace. Uh, and I can tell you that our experience in New Jersey, uh, which now requires every provider to be accredited is that the agencies that we worked with, virtually everybody has said this is one of the best things that, that's happened to right, their business right, in a long time. Right. And I have shared in the past with our, you know, our members, our viewers, our guests, you know, when I was going through the accreditation process many years ago and, you know, I wanted to throw the manual out of the window. Right. <laughs> um, there was all of these things, you know, you're trying to manage your day to day, you know, the call outs, the patient care, the new admissions and all of those things. But now I'm also trying to do this. Um, 
by this time, I'm 30, 40 clients in, and I'm now trying to put in play um, accreditation. So it was a little bit of a nightmare. But like you've just said, and I echo that, John, it was not until after the fact, and you know, hindsight is 2020, is that I look at it and say, you know what, it gave me the chance and the opportunity of saying, where, where were we falling short? And where were we doing well? So it started to set my barometer. It started to set my um, my guidelines, if you will. So accreditation most definitely is that area. And today, again, we're talking about the home care quality. But I'm going to throw this at you. Tell us a little bit of the history on accreditation. Well, accreditation really started in home care back in the mid-70s with uh an organization at that time, they were called the National Council for Homemaker Home Health Aid Services in New York, and they developed a set of standards. And at the time was the only set uh, that existed. Uh, so they've been around for a while. The first agency that I worked for actually was accredited by them. Uh, so I got to know them uh, early on. Um, as I progressed through my career, uh, uh, I really uh, did a lot of volunteer work for that particular accreditation. So I really uh, became an advocate for it as a result of that. Uh, NECA was started uh, because I, I felt that there, there was room for another accrediting body in home care because there really is only about uh, six of us that really do home care uh, in, in the country. So um, we were uh, fortunate enough to get involved and be one of the uh, authorized accrediting bodies in New Jersey. Uh, and so we've worked uh, quite extensively there. Wonderful. Thank you so very much for that, John. Mm -hmm. And I know, again, you mentioned that you was that you've being an advocate and you are an advocate for home care and the quality of care and today you're going to be sharing with us about home care quality dictionary says that quality is something that can be measured against uh, uh things of a similar kind or excellence uh or quality standards um it's important to for for you to understand that that quality can be measured uh, I do want to back up a little bit and tell you that if you're starting a home care business, the the best model to base your operation on is uh, an accreditation like NECA, because it will give you the organizational and the clinical uh, infrastructure that you need to build uh, a good, solid uh, company. And... Uh, and so essentially what we're doing is building in these quality standards into an organization. Now, the presentation I, 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 present, I present here is, is based on um, three, three different relationships in, uh, in a home care organization. And that first relationship, and perhaps the most important, is the one that's between the caregiver and the client. If if you can if you can um, uh, manage that uh, 
relationship, you're going to end up with uh, uh, some some very good uh, retention rates for your staff and and uh, clients and a lot of uh, customer satisfaction. And understand that we all know that people are who are looking for home care are burdened with. Uh, this now new responsibility to care for somebody in the home. And that's not an easy thing. Um, I really didn't realize how difficult it was until my mother uh, at the end of her life uh, was with us. And I uh, really gained a great appreciation for the family caregiver and what they go through and that kind of thing. So uh, that, that relationship between the client and the the caregiver is perhaps the most important one. The, yes. the next most important relationship is is the one between the company and the caregiver. And if you if you again can make that a good solid uh, relationship, you are going to increase your staff longevity. You're going to make your employees happier, uh, and uh, and all of that adds up to a, a much better uh, service in terms of uh, customer relations and that kind of thing. Right, but we have one of those. One, of, we've got like a little bit of a, a wrench in the system here, John. Um, New Jersey, Texas, doesn't matter where you are, but you know we're on um, and, and suffering from you know caregiver shortage. Um, yes. So even more important is that caregiver um, agency relationship. But it's also difficult in actually bringing them in if to even get yes. to that point of, you know, um, how do you what, do, what are your thoughts on that? What are your thoughts on that caregiver shortage? I, I, I think that we have an opportunity in home care to do something that we've never been able to do before. And that is to bring new people into, into this business and give them a career. That's a very meaningful career. Uh, I've read some, some uh, literature and some reports and some articles about uh, people returning to work and they're not going back to just jobs. A lot of people are now looking for Something a job that's meaning. more fulfilling, yes. yes. And so what better job than when you walk in that door, that client just loves you to death and knows that you're the most important person in their life that day. Um, that sense of that sense of self-worth and that sense of importance is is what keeps people in in this caregiving business. Right. Um, and and I, I was with an agency in New Jersey, and our longevity was in excess of ten years. Mm. And and it was because it was because of just that they we we designed our human resources management system to play into that that self worth kind of thing, right, and right. Uh, and we supported them. Uh, in that, so I, I think it's important when you uh, recruit, uh, and especially uh, when you're trying to retain staff, that you that you look at those intangible uh, 
good feeling kinds of things, uh, which I think will help uh, with those two aspects of the. Absolutely, it, it it all it almost definitely comes into play. And you know, as I mentioned, we, we've we've got some we've got some challenges. You know, you know, yes. from reimbursements. You know, those kinds of things. Um, it is becoming difficult to compete to you know Target, for example, who may be paying nineteen dollars. I saw McDonald's was paying eighteen, nineteen dollars to come on board. But again, these are issues for another day, John. And you know how we do when we get on the phone. We can talk yeah. for, forever right so let's yeah, get to that yeah. let's get back to that slide okay the uh, you know so here are some of the attributes of quality that um that i think are important and uh, it's the experience of the caregiver and a, and a high retention rate so when we look at an organization from an accrediting standpoint we're looking to see what is their retention rate uh, what is their longevity of their staff? Because that tells us a lot. Legal accountability of a corporate structure. Our, our accreditation requires you to be a corporation. Uh, and there are a whole host of reasons for that. One of which is it's the best way to protect the owner's uh, assets and to provide some kind of uh, remediation should things go sour. Uh, financial viability and trustworthy accounting, uh, we as corporations are required to submit taxes. Uh, there's all kinds of uh, 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 financial uh, information that we want to keep so we can make good basic decisions about our, uh, about our, our uh, company. And responsible human resources management, probably uh, the, the most important one of these uh, attributes is that because how you treat your people, how you manage that, that human resource is just vital to uh, your success. Attention to safety. Uh, <laughs> OSHA just put out uh, an emergency temporary standard which is full of new regulations that everybody needs to uh, abide by. Uh, so, uh, but safety is important because obviously uh, we're not in the business to hurt people or that kind of thing. Right. Um, service improvement and process and planning. If you're not paying attention to your company and you're not looking at what you're doing well and what you're not doing, as good and making plans and trying to improve that you're going to wake up one day and you're going to be really behind the eight ball so it's extremely important to stay on top of your business training and supervision of the caregiver again a very essential uh quality attribute when that caregiver walks in the home you want to be assured that they have the competency to do the job and that they have the proper supervision behind them to make sure that the service is delivered in a responsible competent way and then the supervision of the care and that is really uh, more based on consumer relations and cons uh, than anything else it, it, there's any number <laughs> there's any number of things that can go wrong and uh you gotta be able to to help resolve those issues and 
this supervision of the care includes things like doing an assessment and doing a plan of care and setting the right expectations so everybody knows what's going on and you can then mitigate some of that risk uh, of that right kind of thing. right and i just wanted just to piggyback on the um the um line item that you mentioned regarding safety guys that the safety aspect um also um has a snowball effect when it comes to your workers compensation okay so mm-hmm. we're not just talking about safety we're talking about you know injuries um you know whether it be how you're lifting how you're turning how you're bending so we always have to pay attention because it does have a snowball effect on your bottom line as it relates to your workers comp claims so just be very very aware of that um not just safety for your client it's safety for your caregivers also yeah I, i'll tell you something about workers comp when i left pennsylvania back uh, in 1990 our rate for workers comp was $13 per 100 it was oh my gosh huge it was a huge expense for us and and so you yeah you got to pay attention to that absolutely <laughs> yeah. absolutely it's not fun that's for sure and and you look at our standards and our accreditation process the first seven standards have to do with the company the operation of the company and it's it's the 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 legal authority the finances the human resources uh things like that because we know from experience that if you can put together a good sound operation that quality and good service will follow but that doesn't mean that we don't pay attention to that because the last uh five standards are what we usually consider clinical standards or standards that have to do with the type of service that you're providing. So that's where you get the training and the supervision and the case management and the uh right. and the, the, the keeping of the a proper record and HIPAA and uh informed consent and those kinds of things. So uh all put together then when you um when you look at the standards these quality standards and you weave them into your organization then pops out this company that is uh really uh a, a good sound uh service provider perfect um, perfect very well explained they the the other thing is that uh really <laughs> when people look for home care one of the questions that they're going to ask that they never ask is tell me about the quality of your service well everybody talks about quality about their service i don't really know if anybody really knows what it is so quality is something that i think that the client thinks about but that doesn't mean that you shouldn't strive to be the best that you can be and and that's the whole purpose of this uh process is to build that company to be the best that it can be so in a statement then john um define why quality matters well i think for the 
the, the best and simplest is risk. Providing home care is not a risk-free business. Oh yeah. <laughs> and if you if you just hang a shingle out and you just go get some people and you just go do this and willy nilly, you are opening yourself up to a great deal of uh, risk. And I think that quality and especially the way we've designed the standards is is to mitigate as much of that as possible. Number one right. and number two to make sure that that end product, which is the caregiver and the client relationship, is the best that it can be, that it's right. supported. Uh, years and years ago, Harvard did a study, and the top three reasons why caregivers stayed in the business was, number one, was flexibility. Now, you think about people leaving jobs today, they're going, they want more flexibility. And the other thing was being a member of a team, which means that that supervision that you're giving them, that attention that you're paying to them as an employee is extremely important to them. Wage was not even number three, and I forget what number right, three was. Right, right, uh, right. Uh, Good study. Yeah, yeah. So recognizing quality. Uh, we have a seal that we give uh, organizations when they've completed the accreditation process that they can put on their website, they can put on their material, they can freely share it, uh, which means that when uh, uh, a potential client is looking for an organization if they see that seal it's like the good housekeeping seal of approval or the ul sticker they know that this organization has gone through uh, a process that uh, uh, that they know is is uh they're going to get uh service from a competent and responsible uh organization it really does help improve your reputation it helps improve um, uh, your credibility uh, to be able to tell people that look you know we're just not anybody we have somebody here that's helping us uh, uh, build this organization uh, in, in a credible way and, and internally it's building your own internal infrastructure it's, it's it's redefining and restructuring your internal infrastructure also um like i mentioned earlier on in the segment is that when i went through it it was a case of once i did go through it i ident i was able to identify those areas of need and those areas that you know we was really exceeding it in what that home care quality standard looked like right Right. Right. And, and the best thing to do is if you're starting is to is to use the the like the NECA standards of accreditation as your model. It's going right. to ask you to put together policies. It's going to ask you to put together procedures. It's going to require you to do some things. And if you do that up front, it's a lot easier to do that than to go back uh, after you've been in business a year or two to go and do that. Like you say, uh, yeah, it's oh, not an it's easy task. <laughs> it's, it's, not, it's not fun. And, and as, as a home care consultant, those are those times that I get called in um, when those agencies are, you know, 30 clients in. 
Um, yes, they've been following state, um, but now there's just some different nuances that mm-hmm. are taking that level of care to that quality of care. So yeah, yes. you know, there are some times that I do have to throw things up against the wall um, and and remold them. So um, you know, when it's not your own, it's actually kind of fun. <laughs> but when it's your yeah. own, it, it, <laughs> yeah. it really isn't. Well, it really isn't. In in our approach. Uh, one of the things that we like to do is to take these quality standards that we have and try to make them fit your operation. There are some that are not going to fit. You're just absolutely going to have to change. But that's part of our, our approach to this. We want to nurture this organization along um, and, and make sure that it continues to improve uh, and work towards that full compliance for those quality standards. Perfect. John, we're going to take a quick break and then we're going to come back because I do have some questions. I want to take some questions from those who are here watching. Um, Hold that thought. We're going to be right back in like 30 seconds. Okay. Okay. Do you want to promote your brand and presence in the market? Let us help you do it in style without compromising lives or finances. At HomeCare Business Advisors, we don't only coach you and your team towards a successful working environment, but we are also diligently aligning ourselves with affordable services and products that are convenient for you and are an enhancement of your brand. Our online marketplace is your perfect choice where you can ensure quality with your chosen promotional products from pens to mugs and even professional gifts. So what are you waiting for? Head over and visit Home Care Business Advisors online marketplace to choose from a range of handy, stylish products to get you noticed in your market. So, John, thank you so very much for sharing with us your your PowerPoint and your information about, you know, about NECA, the National Institute for Home Care Accreditation, um, and what that home care quality staple looks like. So I have some questions just to throw in general, um, but I'm sure I'm sure that you're up for the up for the job to answer them. So my first question to you, John, is that if the state is not mandating accreditation, what is your suggestion to begin the process and select the right agency to work with? Well, obviously, Nika feels it's the right one to work with. I can I can tell you our approach is unique and our standards are designed more for the private duty uh, organization than they are for those that are involved in the regulated business, Medicare, Medicaid, and, and that kind of thing. Um, it, and you, when you look for an accreditation, you want to look for the, the experience of the people. Uh, you know, again, I have over 35 years of home care experience and there isn't really a lot that I haven't seen. And I've been doing this accreditation for a while. So uh, I've been on both sides of the table. So there's not going to be a lot of surprises. All the folks that we have that are uh, our peer reviewers are like me. They have tons of experience and, and are willing to share their expertise. And I know that you've got something very exciting that um, you're bringing to the circuit. Um, this we've had a conversation about. And... Well, you can share with us. Share with us sure. about the, the new element of NECA um, as it comes to dementia. Okay. 
we know that in the dementia world, uh, it's particularly important for the families to to know that the organization they're going to be involved in has the specific kinds of skills and expertise it needs to deal with people with dementia. So Nika uh, developed uh, uh, what we call uh, a dementia um, uh, designation, which means that the organization goes through uh, a much briefer, but still still a kind of a, a self-analysis of their operation against these uh, quality standards for dementia. And then they earn uh, uh, the seal, which is then something that folks who uh, are looking for care for a family member who has dementia can look for. And again, can feel uh, assured that the person and the organization has the specific skills they need. Well, I am so very excited about that. And I was very honored that you called me um, to join you in that committee. So um, I'm I'm looking forward to that, you know, getting out there because it's most definitely needed. And again, it's just, you know, um, etching out that quality of care, Uh being more focused with our dementia um, clientele um, that that we really have to pay attention to. So I'm looking forward to that, John. So I'm waiting for that call to get back to the table. Okay. So, so John, what, in your opinion, is the most critical component to accreditation? In your opinion? The most critical component? Uh Uh-huh. I I think it's in our process. Our process is that we present you with this booklet called a self-assessment. And it takes you through a very in-depth look at your organization. And that's where you're going to learn about your strengths and your weaknesses and and the kinds of things that you need to put in place in order to move closer to compliance with these standards. I, I think to me, that's the most important thing and the thing that's gonna help people the most to understand how to operate a good quality business. Perfect. Great answer. So how close does accreditation, whether it be NECA, whether it be CHAP, JCO, all of those other agencies, CAC, um, ACA, how close to accreditation organizations work with the state? Um, I do see some lap over, of course, in standards of accreditation to that of, um, of state. So how close do you actually work together? Well, uh, and, and I take New Jersey an example because they require it. The state requires right. it and has uh, uh, put it into the Division of Consumer Affairs and the Board of Nursing. They have developed their own set of regulations. So our approach to this is, number one, that you either have to meet our standard or you have to meet the state requirement, whichever is higher. So, so... Uh, in in our standards are very broad and are based on our considerable experience and research in the industry. And so these are really very, these are not, these are very tried and true uh, standards uh, that are, 
that most everybody understands and looks at and goes, oh yeah, yeah, that's, yeah, that's simple. Yeah. So, uh, but we have a memorandum of understanding with the state that requires us to look at the state regulations as part of our uh, review of the organization. So we do work with them. Uh, we don't do any enforcement and uh, that kind of thing. The only thing that we have any jurisdiction over is our own standards. Right, right. So, John, which states, um, I know obviously starting in New Jersey, but what states is NECA currently um, providing accreditation? Well, uh, New Jersey is really the one we started with and the biggest one. Um, and we've approached uh, some other states, just uh, like Virginia and Pennsylvania, uh, to see if they're interested in doing something like that. Uh, but it's mostly just uh, individual organizations who call us and say, look, you know, I, uh, you know, I, I like what I like what this has to offer and we'll just do that. So right, right, uh, right. Wonderful. In closing, John, as I ask, and I thank you for your time that you have been with us today. Um, you know, it's been thorough, it's been comprehensive. Again, talking about that home care quality. I normally close out with our guests and asking them, what advice would you give as it relates to home care? Because you have an enormous amount of experience, knowledge and background. Um, but also with that of accreditation, what is going to be your lasting and final statement to our viewers today? And what to do, how to do it, the best way to do it. What is your advice to them? Yeah, I, I think that just recognizing that the standards uh, are, uh, are a good guide uh, and, and that uh, they're not as onerous as people think they are. The accreditation process is yes, uh, produces a lot of angst, but once you get through that, and once you understand what these standards are, and once you operationalize them, you're gonna feel that you've actually moved to a different level. That's what we're told time and time again. And so I think that that's important uh, uh, because as you, as we face these recruitment and retention issues and all of this other stuff, um, those organizations that stand out are the ones that are going to, um, I think, uh, weather the storm. John, you are a true advocate for home care and for all of those who are here watching. I know that you support them in their endeavors and, um, you know, bringing that quality to our aging population. Your information today was awesome. I thank you. Um, we're going to have to do this again, but make sure that we speak pretty soon, okay? Sure, sure, absolutely. Okay, so thank you for having me. You can let Mrs. Buck know that I didn't I didn't bite you, bite a leg off, or take <laughs> a limb. You're coming out of this pretty safe, right? Okay, yes. Okay. Right. So guys, all I'm saying in closing is, you know, if you have not done so, please head over to our YouTube you know, click on the subscribe button and everybody stay well, be safe. John, I thank you. And we'll talk again soon. Thank you.